0: Com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi on Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. From D2 to D3. Summer, we cover the sports and we cover them all. With JT Mitchell. Best in sports reports listen here throughout the year and we're back with another episode of from d2 to d3 i'm your host jt mitchell and as always thank you so much for tuning in we could not do this we could not be your new home for Division II and Division Three sports coverage without you listening. So thank you, and thank you to our great sponsors as well, especially Eve's Law Firm. I tell you this every week, but I got to remind you... That this episode, like all others, is brought to you by the best attorneys in Mississippi. Call Eves today at 601-355-7961. That's 601-355-7961. Or simply go online to Eveslawl.com. So what we're going to do today is we're really just going to look at one game specifically, take a closer look at Delta State's huge, and when I say huge, I mean huge, matchup against West Florida this weekend. You might as well just go ahead and call it the Gulf South Championship. At least that's what it's looking like it might be. Yes, West Florida is coming off an upset over the weekend to West Alabama, which was surprising But is that good for Delta State or is that bad? Is West Florida, who's been top 10 all year, going to come in hot, try to get revenge? Or will Delta State keep the ship sailing steady as they're currently 7-0 on the season? We'll talk about that and more as Don Mitchell is about to join us on the phone line. He's actually going to join us for the entire episode If you don't know Don, he's a great guy, arguably knows more about Delta State football than anybody else on this planet. He's a PA announcer there in Cleveland, he's an English professor, and is even a kinfolk of mine, which, contingent on who you ask, could be a pro, could be a con, I don't know. But without further ado, we're happy to welcome Don Mitchell to the show. What's going on, Don? Hey,
1: how are y'all? I don't know if I know Delta State football the best, but... uh... I definitely do follow it very closely.
0: Well, that's part of your job, right? So you're a good resource to have. And I mean, where do we even really begin? Huge weekend. Lots of upsets, lots to talk about, and we'll get back to some of those upsets. But let's just start with the Delta State game, since that's what you and I are more so connected with. And I do have to be honest with you, Don. I was on my way back down to Jackson from Memphis. I was up there for the Oracle Cup between my alma mater, Suwannee, and Rhodes. Unfortunately, did not get the win. However, when I got back, got settled, and turned on the live stream Delta State was up twenty-one to seven. I then watched North Greenville pull within one possession a couple times here and there in the second half, but then Delta State really blew it open in the fourth quarter. What were your thoughts on this past weekend's win over North Greenville?
1: Well, it's just it's an average Saturday in the Gulf South Conference. Anybody can beat anybody, and uh, North Greenville always they're always very well prepared, and uh, they actually. <laughs> had beaten us at home the last couple of times um, uh, when we played them in the rotation. So, um, you know, they just play their best games when they play Delta State, especially over here, uh, and we tend to play really well over there. So it was good to finally put it all together, and and uh, the team did a great job of just being steady and, and uh, not letting – uh, the close nature of the game gets to them. And then, like you said, on the, in the fourth quarter, it really just kind of broke the game open. But they definitely hung in there. The North Greenville Crusaders, they they will fight till the end.
0: So, And I think um, a lot of teams are trying to play their best games when it comes to Delta State. I think Coach Cooley may have used this uh, terminology before the season, going from the hunter to kind of the hunted, because Delta State is top of the top. We saw North Greenville earlier this year in that West Alabama game. We, we knew they were sneaky, but it looked like Delta State was, for the most part, prepared. They got the W, and that's all that matters it also looked like Patrick Shegog was back and pretty healthy. Pretty crazy stat line. I think every other week we have a stat line to report of his, if not every week 238 yards, a touchdown through the air, then 84 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. He also returned to his interceptionless self. Is he all good there uh, after that leg injury a couple weeks ago?
1: Yeah, you know, he he did really well Saturday night, but I I tell you, Patrick is is so modest, he tends to downplay his accolades. So uh, I should give his line, the Bullnecks, a shout out to guys like Keyshawn Jennings and Gabe Schweitzer, Jalen Brown, Gavin Campbell, and Nolan Troyer. Patrick always gives his teammates the credit. I mean, he's got some great skill position guys, but that line has just been playing really well. And we rotate a lot of guys in, so I'll apologize in advance if I left anybody up.
0: And you, you love a guy like that. That shows the true attributes of a leader from the quarterback position because you can't win a game without the trenches. Every good yeah. quarterback I've ever played with, they've given credit to their offensive line as much as they can. And Coach Cooley, he can't talk highly enough about Patrick. When we had him on the show prior, he said he's just as good a person off the field as he is on the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, just a solid young man. I think uh, Cooley's line is if he had a daughter, uh, he'd want Patrick to marry
0: her. (laughs) That's the best compliment you can get from your coach. I don't know if my coaches could say the same about me. (laughs) Um, We will talk his accolades since he won't, uh, possible accolades, that is. I went on a rant a few weeks ago about how Patrick might just deserve the Connerly. I'm sure you've seen that conversation throughout social media Do you agree? Do you think this is the year that a D2 player, especially him, deserves the Connolly Trophy?
1: Yeah, you know, it's the the thing about the Connolly is in its earliest days, it really did a good job of kind of spreading the award uh, around. Uh, We've had two Connolly winners, but they were from the earliest years. Uh, Trinell Thomas, our great running back, won it the very first year. And then Josh Bright won it the year that we won the national title. Uh, But really in the last five, six, seven years, you know, it, it's the the glitz and glamour of the SEC. So uh, I think it's kind of alternated a lot between Ole Miss and State. And, you know, they, they just, you know, the SEC is going to dominate local media. And so when you've got people voting on it, uh, they're going to get sucked into the quality of SEC play and, and being on television every week. And so it really does kind of work against the, the small college guys. But you know, Patrick, uh, I, I hope he, he gets to be a finalist. That will be a big honor. it uh, would be a great upset if he won it. Um, I think the guy to beat, I guess, this year is probably Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. But another small college guy that I've followed at Belhaven uh, in our hometown, uh, Colby Blunt, has just been having an outstanding year. So uh, big ups to all of those small college guys that keep grinding. Um, and if it, you know, if it happens, if it happens, if it doesn't, Patrick will be happy. He just wants to win.
0: Right, and that's what matters. Um, And that's one of the goals of this show is to give our small colleges, D2 and D3, more of that statewide coverage that they deserve. You're right about Colby Blunt. I think he is arguably the best running back in Division 3 I've been to a handful of Bellhaven games, and he's just a man out there. You know, I do think if we talk about this year's Connerly in comparison to past year's field This would be an ideal year for a small college guy to sneak in. Yes, you have Jackson Dart, like you mentioned. But Mississippi State, I mean, I don't know who you might put in there. Buki Watson, Woody Marks, Tulu Griffin, maybe. Southern Miss uh, couldn't put a player right. If I were to pick today which Southern Miss guy to go, I couldn't tell you. Same with Jackson State, probably Gray Jennings from Millsaps. If a D2 or D3 guy is going to win it, it could be the year
1: yeah 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 and i guess we just have to depend on our, our media guys uh, around the state to to you know realize that uh uh mississippi has had his successes at the national level in the big time, but really it's always been about, you know, last chance you in smaller colleges, junior colleges. Uh, our, our greatest national success arguably have been the smaller colleges like Delta State. So uh, maybe that will win the day.
0: Yeah, and Patrick was a D1 guy. I mean, you watch him play now, he still is a D1 caliber player Probably could be playing Power 5 right now. We'll just see. I hope it plays out in his favor. Obviously, I'm biased from my experience and the show that we're currently airing, but I do hope that a D2 or D3 guy gets it this year. Uh, So maybe just circling back to this past Saturday's game and kind of looking at the season as a whole, the offense has been really good. Yes, there's no doubt about that. Seventh in the country in total yards, a little north of 485 yards. On the ground specifically, averaging 250 yards per game, in large part due to what guys like Kelvin Smith have been able to do. Of course, Patrick Shegog is great uh, with his legs as well, and I'm not disregarding his rushing ability by any means, but if you look at last week, they kind of maybe purposefully limited his pass attempts and relied on their backfield 400 plus two weeks ago apologies two weeks ago 400 plus yards on the ground and they continuously just have a good ground game I guess my question is how has the run game really opened up this offense and allowed the team to fire on all cylinders this season uh
1: yeah I mean KJ Smith Kelvin Smith as as he's sometimes known his nickname is KJ uh we we have some great nicknames on the team this year. Uh, we got a red, a rat, a fat, a pup, and a meese. So KJ, KJ has been just great the last couple of games in particular, and it has taken uh, a load off of Patrick um, because you do want to protect your your running back, especially in such a rugged league as the GSC. But I will say this: what what really fascinates me about this team is how good a job they spread the ball around uh, to different receivers. Uh, it, it really is a selfless bunch of players. Um, they all have each other's backs. It's a joy for me to see who will step up each week because it's always someone you don't expect. Uh, this past game, Nathan Howard came out of nowhere, practically. I mean, he's been, he's been playing a lot, but uh, he, this is kind of a breakout game from him. Uh, and, so, um, and, I, and I love the fact that the team, they celebrate their teammates' successes. Uh, so there's a lot of these guys who are locker room leaders, and then, you know, the ball gets spread around and that sort of opens things up. It's the same way on defense. You know, you never know who's going to step up on uh, Team 93, as I've been calling them, because of the 93rd team in DSU history. So that's that's a tribute not only to the players, but also Coach Cooley and his staff. They've done a, a great job of assembling a true team. And by that, I mean a group of selfless players who, again, always have each other's backs.
0: You're right about the receivers. You've got four guys over 200 yards, nine or ten guys with touchdowns this year. Um, defensively, they've played well. They're not letting up many points. I wouldn't say necessarily that unit is as up to snuff when you're comparing them to an offense, which ranks top ten in the nation. I know they're older this year. Coach Cooley and I talked about that before the season. Where's your head at when you think about this defensive unit?
1: So, you know, it's something I think Cooley uh, made a point of in his press conference today, you know, we run tempo offense. So, that means the offense is not necessarily going to be on the field in a long time. They do do some you know ball control situations, but for the most part, their offense is on there and off pretty quickly. So that means your defense is going to be on the field for a lot more snaps. Right. and and that wears on any defense, but you know at the d two level, you don't necessarily have the depth as the big you know the s e c programs do. So uh, for these guys only to be given up you know I think maybe twenty points a ball game. Uh, that's an accomplishment because you know the, the GSC is, is mostly it's a it's a big scoring league. People score a lot of points, which makes it fun to watch and uh, fun to cover. Um, you know, it's very rare that we get a game like we had with uh, West Alabama and West Florida, where it's kind of single digits. But um, so, yeah, I mean, the defense is is doing the best they can. They they fight. There, there's a lot of leadership there. A lot of guys have been playing. A lot of uh, uh junior college products from like colin and other places um so they play with a lot of heart and and like i said um they really do support one another and um you know they're going to have quite a challenge this week and and i I think they'll be up to the challenge i think they all the entire team just kind of focuses on being one and oh for the week they don't again the coaches and the players don't get too caught up in the hype or the the uh the rankings or anything like that you know they just want to win that week and then win the next week and hopefully uh, continue to win
0: yeah that is a good point you made about if you look at the gulf south conference specifically lots of scoring delta state i do think they have the number one offense and number two defense if you look down on the conference's website but then if you look in total defense nationwide it's a little bit of a different story all that matters though is that you score more points and don't let up as many points as you score one shining yep. star on the defense has been Malik Jones. Is it five games now with an interception?
1: I think it's four. Meezy, uh Meezy's just been on fire the last four games, and and uh, and hopefully he'll continue to do that. He's he's a fun player to watch, high in- energy guy, um, and uh, just it's it's been all sort of coming together the last four weeks. And and the you know the interceptions that he made have just been in critical moments of the game, uh, kind of momentum shifters in a lot of ways. So. Um, I know his mom and his family is very proud of him, and, and I'm glad he's he's having these great moments. Um, and uh, it's it's always good, you know. I'm, I'm glad they allow number zero now in football. I love a guy who wears a zero jersey. That's that's the guy you got to look out for.
0: Right? I agree. You kind of teased it already, but when we get back from this break, we're going to turn our attention towards this upcoming weekend. Delta State has what most people can agree with is the biggest game of the regular season. We're catching up with Don Mitchell, PA announcer at Delta State, and we'll be right back with From D2 to D3.
1: Do you ever struggle with me or I, or maybe further and farther? That's okay. We all do, because the English language isn't easy, but we have the perfect solution for you. Pocket Grammar, 24 Mistakes You'll Never Make Again, is your new sidekick to making sure that those mistakes don't happen. For memorable pro tips to fun visuals, Pocket Grammar is for everyone. Whether you're a student, a professional writer, or just want to make sure that those Facebook posts you're putting out there every day are grammatically correct, Pocket Grammar is for you. Go to www.thepocketgrammar.com today. That's thepocketgrammar.com to get yours now.
0: And we're back with From D2 to D3, talking to Don Mitchell, PA announcer, among other various positions at Delta State. And right before the break, we were about to get into this Saturday's game against West Florida. West Florida has been a top-10 team pretty much all season. That was until this last weekend when they were upset by West Alabama, and that just shows how good the Gulf South Conference is. They're now ranked number 18, at least in the coaches' poll. Delta State is ranked number five in that same poll. They moved up a spot because Ferris State, number one, got upset. New rankings aside, there's still a lot on the line this weekend in Cleveland. Do you think West Florida getting upset this past weekend makes them an easier or harder opponent?
1: Oh no, West Alabama poked the hornet's nest. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't imagine what's going on in the, the film session of West Florida and their practices. I mean, they're going they're going to be you know. Loaded for bear, and um, they, they just have so much talent. They really are, and uh, in, in my book, they're still top five. <laughs> you know, yeah. one game does not uh, end the season. Um, uh, they've just got a tremendous defense. Uh, their offense executes. I mean, their top receiver, John Giles, he transferred in from Virginia Union, but right before the pandemic, he was signed by a Canadian football league team, uh, and. You know, he, he was going pro. I mean, the guy is a, a legit pro prospect. Uh, but then the pandemic happened and that derailed that opportunity. And so now he's at West Florida and, and we got to play him on Saturday. Um, uh, Wee Jarrett, their quarterback, a lot of experience. He's just a great general in the field. Um, C.J. Wilson, one of their running backs, just kind of wore us out in the playoff game last year. Uh, defense, their defense is just really, really strong. John McMullen, Gail Laurent, Walker Robinson, uh, Will Brayland—I think is hurt, but he—he he was a great linebacker. But then they've got this freshman Ralph Ortiz, who's just you know having a monster freshman year. So, um, and then of course Coach Nobles, uh, uh, Caleb Nobles. He, uh, uh, my my favorite fact for him, him is that he got his West Florida degree about a uh, nine months before Patrick Shegott got to Delta State. Uh, he was the very first quarterback in West Florida uh, history. Because they started that program in 2016, and so he's this great young coach. He was at Clemson last year. He knows this football, um, and, and uh, you know it, it's going to be going to be a fight. You know, um, and uh, every game, almost every game, with the exception of one game, uh, it's been a. I think we played them seven times over the last seven years. Uh, all this other six games were not blowouts. They're very close games that went down in some cases to the final play or over time, and it, it's just its just great Division II football.
0: I think you confirmed my fear that they poked a hornet's nest because West Florida is uber-talented. Uh, you talk about Pee-wee Jarrett, and personally I think Patrick is the best quarterback in the GSC, but Pee-wee's a close second. Uh, what a nickname as well. You talk about Delta State's nicknames. I, I assume it's a nickname, Pee-wee Jarrett. Yeah,
1: I, I assume so
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> that was his birth name. <laughs> I, Might I, be I speaking to Mr. the parents. would
1: Jarrett if I met him. <laughs>
0: and at the end of the day it's still number one versus number two delta state did secure that top spot with the alabama state upset and west florida might now be in second place and tied with a handful of teams there but i do think the general consensus is that these two teams are the two best teams in the gsc what time is kickoff on saturday uh 3 p.m 3 p.m i'm sure y'all are expecting a huge crowd
1: uh you know it's the crowd this past weekend just because it was fall break um you know, nice. the students a lot of the students are gone i'm hoping it, it picks up uh this weekend with the students being back um everybody loves the winter and we're hoping the town shows up and um, you know the the alumni uh come in because this is the best uh best off el- the state team we've had in a long time and um they're very worthy of the support um, And, yeah, you know, regardless of whether there's 10 people or 10,000 people in the stands, we're going to have a good time, and and I'm going to do my little unique uh, way to support Delta State athletics.
0: That's right. And I was going to wait until the end to ask this, but you kind of segued into it by saying this is the most talented Delta State team you've seen in a while. Of course, last year was a pretty good team, went to the second round of the D2 playoffs. Do you think this team has a better shot of making a farther run, maybe even a championship run? You know, I don't like making predictions. <laughs> One day at a time. I agree. But this is yeah. radio we're allowed to do it.
1: <laughs> um. Tell you what, uh I mean we've got sort of a murderer's row. We've got West Florida this week, uh then we do have an off week, which will be great, and then we got West Georgia, who's the only other team to beat us last year. And then of course, uh it, it all culminates with Mississippi College or Arch Rival in the final regular season game. So if if we make it through that, uh that may bode well for the playoffs, but I've learned a long time ago with Division II football never to count your eggs before they're hatched.
0: <laughs> I hear you. And Mississippi College, I feel like that's one of those games that even if one team is struggling, could be close, could be an upset. Um, have you been keeping up with the Choctaws much this season?
1: A little bit. You know, I know they've had uh, some injuries, um, and, uh, you know, anytime I, I, they run the, the triple option, um, so that's always hard to play against. Um, and it is given us, given us absolute fits in the past so um John Bland, you know great coach had his hundredth career victory and you know they'll be ready to play when they come up here uh november the eleventh
0: that's homecoming um, um i i tell yeah. you what man d3 of course but when we played washington and lee they ran that triple option short stocky fast kids the hardest thing to stop if it's being run well
1: yeah absolutely um and it all it seems like a they're always running downhill at
0: you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and if it, if they're firing on all cylinders, it's just super difficult for a defense to figure out. Um, they have had some injuries. They have two really good running backs. And, you know, Mississippi College doesn't have a great record right now. And this week, and aside, we won't talk about this past Saturday – But before that, they were really just two or three quarters of good play away from a perfect record. I don't know if you've heard us talk about on the program that they've been leading pretty much every game and just giving it away, at least when you're looking at the losses. So they're not a program to sleep on. It's just about if they can put it all together.
1: You know, it's just a very well-run athletic program. Uh, We're glad uh, we're rivals and... uh... We hope nothing but the best for them for the rest of the season, except for that November the 11th game.
0: <laughs> except for November 11th, For um, the
1: Heritage Bell.
0: <laughs> the Heritage Bell. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about the coaches a little bit. I know that's something you wanted to talk about. I think yeah, a lot of I Delta mean, State fans are pleased with the current coaching staff.
1: Right, right. I, and what I like about them is, uh, and tying into this program's theme, is, is the you know the coordinators are D two and D three guys. Coach Cooley. Um, of course, was an Arkansas Tech wonder boy as a quarterback, but then you got guys like John Fletcher, who's the offensive coordinator. He is a proud Knox College Prairie Fire, and then uh, defensive coordinator Chance Albersworth, another D2 guy. Uh, uh, graduated from Avila or Avila up in Kansas City, but he's he had a long coaching career at Missouri Western and at Upper Iowa, and so it's just you know there's. I don't like calling it small college football, but it's kind of great to see uh, small colleges producing great coaches. Um, And I I can't tell you how great it's – Coach Fletcher's been here for years, and so it's kind of cool to to see him come into his own and and do an outstanding job as a coordinator. Plus, he's a former offensive lineman, so it's always good to see a lineman become a coordinator because they see things that, you know, a skill position – former skill position player – or position coach probably wouldn't see so and it also helps recruit
0: bullnecks necks and linemen oh, go back for a second what did you say the knox college mascot is the prairie fire ah that, that gives the fighting okra a little bit of a run for their money huh
1: yeah yeah and i don't know it, it, is, Do you call them a prairie fire
0: is it singular or are you you know what even is that that's kind of like a hill topper <laughs>
1: right, right right
0: i'm gonna need a definition so,
1: um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it. I don't know if they have a singular version. You uh, know, <laughs> I guess it's like the Crimson Tide,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the coaches have been incredible. I, I've been super impressed with Coach Cooley and his staff, and it, it's really just further highlighted how incredible the Delta State coaching tree is. And a lot of people don't realize how incredible the tree has been over the years.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to. There were some great teams in the '60s, but. It's really been the last 25 years that Delta State has started to regularly participate in NCAA Division II playoffs. And then, you know, we've had such great coaches like Baylor head coach Dave Aranda was an assistant here. Um, This weekend, if you watch Ole Miss and Auburn play, on the one side you got former Delta State head coach uh, Ron Roberts, who's the defensive coordinator at Auburn. And then across the field on the other side, you got Pete Golding, who's the Delta State's all time leading tackler. He's the defensive coordinator for Ole Miss. Uh, so you can really see that, uh, we have had a lot of great talent come through here. We got a lot of, uh, you know, community college coaches in Mississippi, uh, Buddy Stevens at, at East Mississippi Community College, uh, Micah Davis and Glenn Davis down at Collin, uh, a couple of them. So, you know, we just have done a great job of producing some great coaches. Um, and We actually, the school has a Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, we have Athletic Hall of Fame, but we also have won four coaches both at the high school and the junior college level as well as the college level. So um, we have been blessed in that regard. Um, and, you know, it's kind of cool to see what I call, what we used to call the Dirty Delta Deep, uh, now uh, on the largest stage of college football at the SEC. So I imagine we'll see a lot of... Uh, blitzes and turnovers uh, when Pete and, and Ron go uh, toe-to-toe on Saturday.
0: If you look hard enough, you can find a good Delta State coach somewhere in the nation, no matter the level, um, and not to mention all the fantastic high school coaches that came out of the program.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's really, I, I think, our strength and, um, you know, just, just, the, just at all levels. Um, uh, we've been producing coaches for many years, coaches and teachers. I mean, after all, we were founded as a teacher's college. Uh, so um, that's been great that we have continued that tradition. Um, and it's, it's fun to see all these Delta State, the former Delta State players that I, you know, have been calling all these years. Now they're over, you know, they're high school position coaches, and in some cases, a head coach here and there. And so it's great to kind of see their Friday night uh, highlights um, and, you know they've come from this coaching tree, so uh, they're doing a great job, and, and it's it's great that they're working in young people's lives and, and teaching some of the lessons they learned here at Delta State.
0: Yeah, really cool stuff. Lots of good coaches and lots of wins over the years, at least, like you said, the last 25 years. This year, especially seven wins in a row, 7-0 to start the 2023 campaign, and you said you all recently brought back a new tradition that you wanted to talk about, a favorite tradition? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of what I – you know, you know th- there are some great traditions at Delta State in sports like basketball and football and baseball. But uh, one thing Todd Cooley did several years ago that I just absolutely love is that at the end of the game, uh, you know, the players go through the lines with the opposing team, and then they, they uh, there's a fence out in the north end zone. So all the players go through the north end zone. We call it the levee area. And they're shaking all the fans' hands. And there's little kids out there and the little kids' reactions are priceless because they're seeing these you know gigantic football players that they think, you know, are... Well, they're, they're heroes, after all. Yeah. Right? And then they, they settle... Uh, they come back all the way towards uh, the home side of the stands and set up in front of the band. And uh, Coach Cooley leads them in singing the fight song. And it's just... You know, it's a beautiful tradition that he started. Uh, it definitely makes me love the old school. We love best um, even more. And... Um, You know, it's just a it's fun. Right. Um, And just another small town Saturday night in the Mississippi Delta. And I'm lucky to play a small part in all of this.
0: Yeah. Like I told you during the break, we used to do something similar to uh, at Sewanee. And it might seem if you tell somebody on the street that you sing the school fight song after a win or after a loss, they might think it's kind of corny, but they've never been part of it. It's truly a special moment for everybody involved.
1: Yep, yep. And uh, I've been to an Army-Navy game, and, and that's a huge tradition with them. Uh, and it, it just, uh, if you ever get a chance to go see Army-Navy and play, uh, you'll realize how big of a deal it is to sing second. Because if you sing second, that means you've won the ball game. And uh, and so this is a great little Delta State victory tradition that uh, uh, every time I hear it, it, it makes my, uh, my green and white heart
0: proud. Yeah, that makes me small, too. All right, one more question before we must part ways. What does Delta State have to do this weekend to get a big win over West Florida? Oh,
1: wow! It's
0: a loaded that's, question. That's,
1: um, I would say that yeah, we, we just got to win all three uh, three areas of the game: defense, offense, special teams. We've got outstanding special teams play. They had not the best night the other night, but I can't t- talk about our punter Parker Burles enough. He's a one of those guys who it just seems when he punts it, it's going to roll in the side of the 20 yard line. He's just been great on kicking, uh, touchbacks for kickoffs. And then Nick Herber, Mr. Consistency he was an all American uh, place kicker last year. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll have a good week of practice cause they know how important this game is going to be. And then defense it's, you know, uh, the, the problem last season was, uh, the fourth quarter. Um, and so I know that's been probably motivating these guys. Um, uh, cause, you know, we, we were doing really well till the, in that game until the fourth quarter. And then, you know, we just kind of ran out of gas. Uh, so I know that will probably be an area of emphasis, finishing what they started. Uh, and then, you know, playing a full four quarters. And then offensively, um, yeah, you know, playing selflessly, spreading the ball around, uh, giving Westfliers some stuff they've never seen. Um, like I said, they have a, a just a really tough defense. So, It's going to take our best coaching and our best playing, and and hopefully we'll
0: win the day. Yeah, offensively, just keep doing what you're doing, and things should go well. All right, Don, well, this has been a great time. I'm more than appreciative for you taking the time out of your busy Monday to join us here on From D2 to D3. I guess we can call this Part 1 of the Mitchell Family Reunion. Part 2, we'll have to get Jeff involved and get the ball rolling from there. Once again, thanks so much, Don
1: it's always a pleasure and thank you for what you're doing for giving some media coverage to some great athletes at the division 2 and the division 3 level. We definitely appreciate y'all.
0: Absolutely. And if you like this episode of From D2 to D3, all you got to do is go to Spotify, Apple Podcast, Supertalk.fm or wherever you consume your podcasts and radio shows, Find us there. We're under the Sports Talk Mississippi label, or you can just go the simple route and type in from D2 to D3, hear interviews with the coaches, the ADs, the legends like Rick Cleveland a couple weeks ago, and more. This has been From D2 to D3. I'm your host, JT Mitchell, and I'll catch you next week.